Want to become successful in your personal and professional life? Learn the secrets of success, how to build atomic habits for improved productivity and develop a growth mindset with me, your mindset and success coach, Omar Qadri, and my fabulous guests that range from CEOs, entrepreneurs, life coaches, sports coaches, international sports athletes, and researchers right here on your favorite show called The Secrets of Greatness. Hello, everyone. My name is Omar Qadri, and I'm your host for this show called Secrets of Greatness. If you haven't already done so, please do click the subscribe button below and the thumbs up button and do share your key takeaways from this episode in the comment section below. Today, ladies and gentlemen, I have a great friend of mine. His name is Ronnie Serga. Ronnie is actually a co-founder and the CEO of one of the fastest growing VR technology companies in the world called VR Vision. In just two years since existence, VR Vision has actually grown its revenue in the multi-million dollar range and they are growing rapidly at a rate of 300% year over year. The company has been working with big clients such as Toyota, Talus, TC Energy and many others. They are currently ranked in the top three VR AR development companies in the world. Ronnie has grown his team from two people to now almost 25 in just two years. And we would love to learn from him about how he built such a high performance team. Ronnie, my friend, thank you so much for coming onto the show. It's a pleasure to have you here with us. Omar, likewise, it's a pleasure to be here and thank you for this introduction. I, and I really appreciate the kind words. Oh man, I can't wait to share your story because it's truly very inspirational. I don't wanna to say too much about it. So I wanna give, I wanna open the floor <laughs> to you to share with, share with me and the audience about your story and the story of VR Vision. Of course, thank you. Um, it, it's a great question. And you know, it kind of ties in back to our history. So I know probably Many people in the chat don't know that we used to work together at the time yes. at, the, at the large software company. It was such a pleasure working with you there. And I think some, some of the oh, things- Thank I, you for the kind words. <laughs> oh, it's, it's true. That's why you know, we're still connected and, and we're doing all of this. So I'm, I'm kind of excited with, with your journey as well, Omar, and, and kind of like the value you've been providing uh, with, with, with everything that you're doing right now as well. So very excited to be here. Um, uh, and and kind of like tying it into the story and 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 the company and VR Vision. Uh, my my background, unlike most people would expect it to be a technical one, it's not. It's 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 <laughs> it's, it's 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 more of a kind of like a builder, more more, more of an operations and sales kind of background. So mm -hmm. I come I come from that space and specifically the software and the enterprise software space. So I my my background was working with large enterprise software companies yeah. that that really varied from anything like IBM's and Microsoft's of the world early on in my career, all the way to NASDAQ and later on Intellect where we actually uh, worked together for a while there. Um, so that's kind of like my background where I come from and, and tying it into, into like, you know, people are wondering, well, how do you go from enterprise to a startup <laughs> and a company? So um, it's, it's an interesting story. It, it kind of came to be to the point in, in my, it is more of a personal choice. I. I achieved, I think, what I could have, and I learned as much as I could have uh, in the enterprise space, and, mm -hmm. I, and I was ready for a new challenge. 
and we kind of did the same thing, right, uh, together, uh, pretty much at the same time as well. Uh, so the, the journey was that, you know, once, once you get that experience in enterprise, you feel like you're, you're ready for a new challenge and you can take those lessons and sort of like scale them down into a new and younger company. And there we kind of segue into uh, VR Vision uh, that, that started in 2017 as, as, as just a dream and an idea around the company that would enable businesses through virtual reality to enable their training. And our, our goal and my goal really was to kind of like be give back, create a company that was able to deliver value, help mm -hmm. with, you know, the world be a more sustainable place, help with companies reduce their cost. And at the same time, it's something exciting and fun, like, like virtual reality. So it kind of like put all of those things together and, and providing that social impact and that environmental impact as well was just like a really, really good bonus. And that's what really attracted me to the technology and what got the company started. Um, and having a really good co-founder as well, uh, who was uh -huh. an old friend of mine, really did help someone who was just as passionate as I was with technology and uh, who had a very similar vision. Uh, and just starting out together was, was a great adventure. That's awesome, man. I want to dig a little deeper into um, when you decided to choose um, you know, the path of autonomy and building your own company and your business, you chose a very niche space, a space that is, that was almost at that time, 2017, you know, unheard of, very new, the world of VR. Why did you choose the world of VR? Why that space? So the answer is in your question. That was the reason why uh, specifically I chose VR because it was such a new technology it was pretty much green fields when it came to market acquisition and client growth. So entering a mature market, let's say with any type of software, you're usually competing with giants out there, you know, companies and organizations that have either incredible funding, budgets, teams, or very mature products. And that carries over through any really space, not, not just software. So the reason I chose VR was because that didn't exist yet. Because mm -hmm. there were no major players and there was no established uh, sort of like uh, ecosystem of, of vendors. And starting early gave us an advantage and gave us the opportunity to work with some of the largest companies in the world. Because frankly, they had no one else to work with. <laughs> so Ronnie, a lot of people, a lot of entrepreneurs, especially the ones that I work with, they, if they, I, I'm guessing that they, when they're listening to this um, interview, they would be thinking, hey, here's this guy who had no experience from a, uh, in the VR world and he decides to jump into this black hole of VR. He had no clue. How did that happen? Like, were you not scared or how did you, how were you so courageous to go and jump into a field that you had zero experience in from before? Very good question. So I, I went with it knowing that most people didn't either. So that was the great thing about starting in a relatively new industry or an up and coming industry is that even though you know very little, there isn't much to know. So you are sort of like driving that knowledge base from the get go. So I wasn't scared about that. I think my biggest concern starting out was that we didn't have the technical knowledge and expertise. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's when the team came in and that's where it came in in hiring the right people and having people who had the technical expertise that, that were able to kind of like build on that dream and the, on, on that experience and, and using kind of like my strengths, which was mm. more organizational leadership and sales to, yeah. to, to develop those teams. Right. And that actually gives us a great segue 
for my next question for you, which is about building teams, right? You started off with just you and your co-founder, two people, and now in two years or two and a half years, you are up to almost 25 people. And you told me that all your, even your revenue wise, you guys are growing like crazy, almost 300% year over year. How did you build such a high growth and high performance team? Um, it's a really good question. It, it, it all started from the beginning. Um, we, we knew what our gaps were early mm-hmm. on when it came to subject matter expertise. So we knew that, well, you know, myself, like I said, my, my, my background, we know my, my co-founder's background was more around marketing. Mm-hmm. And uh, in, in, in that, we lacked technical expertise. So what we started with, with our first hires, we got very lucky. For example, David, who's one of our first hires, is a... 3D VR enthusiast. He was one of the first people to create virtual reality experiences. So he was somebody who had already, you know, started out early in a, in a space that was almost non-existent. And he was sort of like a technology generalist. Uh-huh. And starting out with him was a huge uh, advantage because we had somebody who was able to do a little bit of everything on the technical side. But what we decided to do going forward from that was now we had a core team, right? So we had a very good marketer, a very good operations and salesperson, and a very good technology person. Hmm. So then we continued adding more to the technology skill set. So then we diversified and we're like, well, what is David's biggest weakness? Well, it's the programming side of things. Then we hired somebody who is very focused on programming, like Wei. And, you know, very young, very passionate, somebody who understood virtual reality once again and was able to grow with us and create some amazing applications. Then, you know, kind of like the gaps and the team built itself in a way, uh, just from what was needed. And the next one was like, well, 3D modeling was the natural next step. And then that's how we got Quran. And all of these people now have teams under them. So it was was very exciting to to start with the right people who Uh were kind of like very specialist in their roles and build upon that. That's awesome. So it seems like your approach has been more about filling in the gaps in the uh, assessing the current state of your skill sets in the company and then filling in the gaps accordingly it would would you say that's true absolutely uh, and and you know some some gaps we didn't even know we had until the project or or <laughs> you know, like the you know the it, it was warranted but yes that, that that was the approach that we took and as we continue to grow yeah. and hire what, we, we try to continue that path forward uh, in terms of you know just not just expertise but also having diversity in in terms of like thought and culture and people right so what is what would you say is vr visions um approach to building human capital, in other words, approach to hiring? So our, our approach to hiring is, 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 is kind of like new, you know, in a way. Uh, some of the things, so I'll start with the things that we don't even look at, that most people think that companies look Tell for. Me. Uh, so the things we don't look for, people expect that we do, is we don't look for experience. We, we really, you know, or years of experience. Um, we don't look for gradu- for degrees either. What we look for is very simple. It's two very simple things. One is passion. Mm-hmm. Uh, so really wanting to do the role that we have assigned. So that's, that's the job you want to do. And that's, and that's the job you want to grow in yeah. and continue doing. And, and the second one is really portfolio, being able to showcase that you can do it. Because all the experience and the best resume in the world doesn't mean anything until you know, you're able to execute. 
So making sure that you can do the job and you're uh -huh. passionate about it are the two core things we really look for. And then that's what's made kind of like our, our team very successful from, like for example, like a really good example of that is like Wei. Wei, you know, is, is very young, is early 20s, but his experience surpassed that of like, you know, people who had 10 years in the space. Uh, so not just looking at people from uh, years of experience and, and kind of like university degrees, all of that, we don't really care for. We just care about like, how can you execute? And do you have, you know, the right cultural fit? Like, are you, you know, a positive person? Do you work well yeah. in a team? Uh, th those are the things we look for. And would you be able, then basically what you're saying, Ronnie, is that at VR Vision, you guys don't care about those resumes, those cover letters that every single person who's looking for a job is always going to focused on. You are talking about pure and pure out and out passion and something to showcase your portfolio. What have you built, right? Would you be able to give an example perhaps from, um, you know, somebody you have hired? What kind of, uh, how did you assess their passion level or their, uh, or their portfolio? Yeah, very good question. So our, I'll take like our most recent hire from yesterday. <laughs> like it's, oh, it's nice. Most sure. simple one. So uh, Song Young, uh, she's a uh, she's, she's our new 3D modeler. Literally started a few days ago with us, uh, and we had literally over like almost like mm -hmm. 200 resumes come in for 3D modelers. It's one of those jobs wow. that like people love to kind of like be part of. And you know how did how we vetted through it was a portfolio so let's see what they have done what they have to showcase and mm -hmm. the second part and i'd say this is the most critical part was we gave them a test it's more like a technical test to see mm -hmm. okay um here's a little task that you have a day to complete and then based on the results that they give us we analyze it and mm -hmm. then we see how they do so it's it's counterintuitive to who you'd expect to be successful and so young she, she turned out to be the best on the test and then we met her in person uh, we really liked her personality, you know, her energy, her passion for, for 3D modeling. And then she was an immediate hire after. And we looked at like three, four people just, just like that. Uh, she surpassed them on a technical level. So that, you know, even, even though they were kind of like equal on the social aspects and the soft skill aspects. So that's, that's kind of like how the process went and how, how the hiring went for uh, our latest 3D modeler. And that's what we looked for. I love that. I love that new approach. I think that is going to be the future. Don't you agree? Like that is the future and that should be the future. You don't want to just evaluate people based on a piece of paper that talks about their, you know, their, their, their academia and work experience and a cover letter. Like that's yeah. to me that we haven't evolved out of um, the method of hiring since the early, what, when the resume and cover letter were invented back in the early tw 1920s, like almost a yeah. hundred years now if you think about it and we haven't evolved. So I'm so glad that finally companies like yourself, you know, your company are getting out of that and having new innovative approaches to hiring and looking at evaluating people based on not just their, um, uh, their, their number of years of experience, but based on their passion projects, based on and evaluating them on their soft skills as well. And I think mm -hmm. soft skills is really, really important. That's something that I always mm -hmm. talk about from a coaching perspective, as an educator, as a coach, I talk about what I call as the non-cognitive skills, which are really, really important. And some of them you have already mentioned, like mm -hmm. having that um, ability to showcase your social skills, social intelligence, empathy skills. And they are so important in teamwork, collaboration. They're so important 
in any business. Um, following up on that question, then we you you gave the example of um, somebody who you hired for a three D modeler. Mm-hmm. How would you recommend? Perhaps there are people in the audience um, watching to this interview, Ronnie, and they're thinking, "Man." Maybe 3D modelers, they can build something. Maybe they can showcase a portfolio, but I am a salesperson. My career has been built in sales or marketing or HR. How, what, what kind of portfolio can I make? Every, I, don't, I haven't really built anything tangible. Mm-hmm. So what would you recommend to them? Like how can these people in HR or marketing or sales, what can they do to showcase their quote unquote portfolio? Oh, it's it's a really good question. I think there's opportunities for everything. Um, like for example, in from from a sales perspective, um, you know, you, you you cannot show portfolio, but you can definitely talk about clients you want. And more than that, because you know, I, I used to be in that space, and we can all brag yeah. I want this client and I want that client, or the deal was this big. Um, it doesn't matter as much as the approach that you took and oh, the strategy that you took to to achieve it. And a great example for sales would be like replicate it. You, you know, send, send me a message or send our team a message around like, hey, this is the strategy or this is how I was able to acquire this client. So again, I think the core takeaway is that the proof is in the pudding, right? Mm-hmm. Explaining not just your achievements, because, you know, achievements can be attained in, in different ways, but like how you went about it, uh, kind of like what is, what is the mechanism behind your success on a practical level like you know an hr person could say that hey i had 30 percent higher retention than everyone else in my team but like that's just a number right like the, the idea is like what did you do differently and how can that be applied to my company so i think everyone if a marketing can create something really creative i think it's not just for the developers and the 3d modelers i think any job or anything that you're really passionate about and something you've really researched and you understand new ideas and new, new, new approaches can, can really help you kind of like get into companies that you really want to get into by, by presenting it that way. I love that. So your message to the audience is not just to focus on the what, like what you achieved. That's always important. You have to showcase that. But at the same time, also place an emphasis on how you got there. Like, show me your process, show me your creative thinking. And perhaps a way, would you say, and maybe you have more ideas, one way to showcase your strategy of, uh, let's just take the example of the folk um, in HR who was able to retain 30 per, uh, 30% more employees than the previous year. Talk about how, what strategies you implement, what initiatives you took, create maybe like a, a, a one-pager a slide deck just to showcase your how. How did you do it? Yes. And present that instead of maybe a cover letter. Yeah, I think so, 100%. And, you know, to, to be frank with you, anyone can say anything, right, in, 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 a, res, in a resume. So that's, you know, we, we, we try to be pragmatic about this type of thing, yeah. right? Like, I can say that I, were, you know, I, I sold $3 million last year, but I only did one. There's no way to proof check that. But there is a and it's not necessarily a correlation with success, right? You know, somebody has to be set up to be successful. So the idea is if they have the right approach, the right methodology and the right ideas around how they execute on their job and they're able to share that, I think mm-hmm. that's even more important than kind of like past success. Yeah. Because I don't care about past success if I'm hiring someone. I care, I care about the success that they're going to bring to my organization. So I think that's something that people should keep in mind as well when, whenever they're kind of presenting themselves. 
It ties so well, Ronnie, with what uh, the great Simon Sinek, he talks about in his uh, book, The Start With Why. He says that, you know, you start off with the, with, with the why, basically. You start with the why. What is the purpose? And then you talk about the how. How did you get it? And the combination of your purpose and how you did it, that is the secret sauce. That is your competitive advantage. That is your unique value proposition. The what is the outcome? 30% increase in sales, 400% year, mm-hmm. year, uh, year over year growth. That is the what. Those are the outcomes. Yes, those are important to showcase, but your USP, your unique value proposition is the combination of why you did it and mm-hmm. how you did it. Those two things together. Absolutely. And that, that's usually what, what we look for. Because for us, it's more important around like, because we expect people to over deliver because we're, we try to give them like a really good ecosystem mm-hmm. to be able to apply all of that. Yeah. So we, you know, even if they did really well last year, we expect them to do a lot better with us. So it, the, like you said, like the, the why and kind of like the, the actual practical application is so, so important. So important. Absolutely. So that explains the VR vision hiring strategy. Now you have people. Tell me, how do you, as a leader of the organization, Ronnie, how do you keep your team productive and motivated? Uh, it's easy. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I mean, for us, Tell me more. I know. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that, but okay. So here's here, the, the approach we took is it, it kind of ties into the hiring and carries over, right? Okay. So it, it was important for, for me to get people that were passionate about what they're doing. So a way to keep people kind of like productive and motivated mm-hmm. is giving, giving them choice and giving them uh basically the ability to choose what they should they should be doing uh, or what they want to be doing so whenever let's say we have we, we have a new project what we usually do is we get around you know our big whiteboards uh, and then we discuss all the different components for it and mm-hmm. people will choose themselves what they want to work on or different projects like they they will themselves raise their hand and be like hey that's something I want to do and I find that exciting so that way they are self-motivated and they, they are the ones choosing the work that they do so it's 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 not being delegated down to them. It's something that they have uh, they have the ability to choose for themselves. So your your secret sauce is to give your people the autonomy to choose the work that they want to do, and uh, through that they're self motivated because hey, you know what? I took accountability for this. I chose this. This is something I like to do, and that kind of translates into that motivation aspect absolutely and you know just just from the very get-go these are people and you know they're including myself were people that like wanted to do what we're doing right now yeah and giving the choice to actually even hone in on specifically specific projects or kind of like research or or type of work that they want to do has made sure that everyone's very motivated because they're choosing what they get to do when they're when they're at work yeah, man, I can't imagine. Like if I get to choose to do what I do, yeah, definitely. I yeah. think that will create not just more accountability, but more motivation as well. So last question to you, Ronnie, any kind of actionable tips that you have for our audience who are mostly entre- young entrepreneurs, young working, uh, young working professionals? Um, I would say that the, the biggest it's going to sound cliche. They probably heard it a million times. It's just, it's, and it's, it, but it's true. And that's why it's, it's just, you know, you have to follow something that you're passionate about. I, and, and, you know, taking, taking my background is like, I was good at most of the jobs that I've done in the past. I did not 
really a, you know super excel at any of them like i was pretty much in the you know in the top 30% but that was about mm-hmm. it uh but i was never in the top like 2% i and, and i feel like mm-hmm. i'm getting there now uh because it's something that i'm passionate about and i'd say it's sometimes very difficult sometimes it takes a lot of time but the only way to excel at something is kind of like following on something that you are truly passionate about mm-hmm. it's not it's not always easy but that's when you get the most out of people and i'd say as, as you look at you know to does they look to their dreams or as they look to their like jobs it's like sometimes you got to be a bit of a dreamer and kind of like you know chase what you're really passionate about because that's also going to come with prosperity and happiness afterwards because Absolutely. you are going to be able to give the most uh towards it and that's going to pay pay dividends i think Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. Just today actually I wrote I I I I wrote a blog about um att- increasing your level of happiness and contentment and one of the tips over there in that blog is uh you know discover your life purpose, you know, yeah. invest in yourself to discover what that true passion is of yours and pursue that. Pursue that dream and I like how you said it. Be a dreamer. There's nothing wrong about dreaming because only when we start dreaming and we but don't just dream take action as well <laughs> i think that's also important to oh, say that over yeah <laughs> i i think i think it is it goes almost to the same but yes i think taking action is super important and i think also you know having a level of resilience because if you're going Absolutely. to chase what you want uh, very rarely unless you get very lucky do you get it yeah. straight away so i think i think it takes a level of perseverance and a level of endurance mm. uh to get to the point where you want to get but i'd also say also you know be real you know to be, to be realistic sometimes you know i was in my 30s when i started my own company right, right. so until then i hadn't really done what i loved to do right i was doing things that i liked doing which was good i won't complain and also you know investing more and more in myself so kind of like being like you said introspective understanding where you want to grow and what you want is obviously the first step and then taking action and you know kind of like sticking with that action until you get the result you want is yeah. also something that's i i would say so important for me yeah and for those things for i would i would definitely recommend people to find mentors who can help you along the way who can guide you along the way so on that note ronnie what is the best way to reach out to you where can people learn more about you your journey your company and perhaps connect with you if you're open to that sure so you know, i'm you know my they can find me on on our website my email is right there so they can look us up at uh, vrvisiongroup.com mm-hmm. um i'm on linkedin as myself ron itserga uh roni uh crga feel free to connect with me uh do drop me a line uh letting me know that hey you know potentially you heard it from this uh podcast so it it came from Omar and i understand where the connection is coming from and what you'd be potentially looking to get and and, and on that note Omar in, in terms of like mentorship and how you find these people and how you connect i think um one thing to do is have a plan so if you're yeah. looking for a mentor you want something is you're going to go to somebody who's relatively very very busy most of the time um and if you don't know exactly what you want and you mm-hmm. don't have a clear agenda in terms of like this is what i'm looking to get out of it this is the time commitment that's going to be required from you you're going to find people to be relatively non responsive because they don't want to do your work for you they're already pretty busy so mm-hmm. figuring figuring those things out is very important it'll definitely get you more responses from i'd say people that you'd want to be mentored from or from people in a leadership position that you'd like to even maybe have a conversation and learn yeah. about you know some of the things that they'd like to share absolutely thank you so much for sharing that ronnie and being so open 
and uh, you know, opening the doors to the audience to connect with you and learn more about you. Thank you so much. I had a wonderful time chatting with you. You have shared some really amazing golden nuggets with us. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I wish you all the very best. Thank you, Omar. It's been a pleasure to be here with you. Uh, and, you know, it's kind of like reminiscing with you once again. So thank you for I giving know. me this opportunity, my friend. You've been awesome, buddy. All right. Take care. Thank you. What you just learned has given you new knowledge, but knowledge is not power. It is potential power. It only becomes power when you activate your learning. I invite you to leave a review with your learnings from this episode. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and share it on your favorite social media channel with your feedback, comments, questions, and learnings. And tag me at I am Omar Padri. Because when you synthesize your learning by writing them down, you transport them from your short-term memory to your long-term memory. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode to learn better and grow faster.